Hello, citizens. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone Review. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Clementine. Like, squeeze me. Squeeze me? What? Squeeze me. I said squeeze me. <laughs> okay, squeeze me. So we're going to do a uh, live episode commentary for Season 5 episode, Last Night of a Jockey, Episode 5. I don't know why we're doing this. We, Frank had to go back and rewatch the last 10 minutes, so I said, fuck it, let's do a commentary episode. So we're going to do that. We are going to stream right from Netflix, or if you have the Blu-ray, it should be the same time. We're going to try that out on our end here. We'll figure it out. Let's but I'll let out. you know when to hit play on Netflix or your Blu-ray, and we'll watch it together. It'll be silent on our end, but you'll hear the sound on your end. Frank will hear it on his end. I won't hear a goddamn thing except Frank's beautiful vocals, his beautiful bagpipes. I mean, I could pot it to you if you'd like. Nah, I don't give a shit. I, I could turn up the sound if I wanted to, but point is we don't want to play the audio on the clip on the, you know, the podcast. We don't want to get sued by CBS. The, the makers of such fine programs as Jordan Peele's 2019 The Twilight Zone podcast, or Twilight Zone, so I must say podcast because that's what we do. <sighs> that's coming Dude, back here soon. It, be, it better be good. Well, everything's getting pushed back, man. Check out Am I on the Air? DX Time Mega is all over every single show that's getting pushed back because of this thing, dude. Everything. All of them. Yeah. Some of them are getting pushed back a full year for no reason at all. Can I take this? Well, because they have schedules to fit, so they figure it's just better to cut it. Let me just say this. I, as far as CBS All Access goes, they have three shows that I know about. One of them is Twilight Zone, Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone, which is a waste of time. Another show they have is Star Trek Discovery, which is, I've seen both seasons, a waste of time. I just started watching yesterday uh, Star Trek Picard, and it is a waste of time as well. So we got three shows on there, on their CBS All Access, that are a waste of time. The fuck you paying for CBS All Access for? I don't know why you're doing that to yourself. Stop doing it. So you watched every single uh, Star, Wars, or Star Trek as well? Yeah, yeah. Boy, what what a snooze fest! Good God, I mean Patrick Stewart's a great actor. Don't get me wrong, but I still have the last two episodes to watch. That two parter I haven't watched yet, but I'm not going to tell you. But he's I elderly, mean, huh? He's, he's elderly. He's elder. Like I love Patrick Stewart. He's on American Dad, which you brought up in the last episode. He's Avery Bullock in American Dad. I love the guy. I hope he never dies, so he keeps doing that show. But I don't want to see his old ass rolling over tables when it's clearly a stunt double. I don't want to watch that. He there's an episode he's he's in and he's got his crew assembled and they have so much interesting shit going on that when they cut back to him, I go, Oh yeah, he's in this show. The main character. He blends in with the scenery now. <laughs> he's like a fern. He's like a beautiful fern that hangs out in the corner and you're like, Oh yeah, I have a plant. I should probably water that shit. It's been two weeks. It's a good thing because you don't have to water the fern. No, it's 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 amazing how much I forgot he was on the show, even though it's called Picard. He's like a beautiful orchid. Let me play the theme song though. All right, back on. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we'll fast forward. Viva, 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 Clemente! I'm here, And I agree with you about what they call music. Why don't you play some? Ordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone review. I'm Phoenix West, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Frank Leaks. There you go. Anyway, uh, I'm screen sharing with Frank. We're about to hit play on Netflix. Don't skip the intro. We're going to the very, very beginning, so rewind all the beginning if you can. I'll tell you when we're about to hit play. Frank, you can see my screen, right? It's black. Yes. Will you see the play button at the bottom? Yes. Okay. So everybody's on board. So let's go ahead and hit play in three, two, one, play. All right. Last night of a jockey. Let's do this. Okay. Here we go. We got the door. I wish I could see Frank, though. Where's Frank? Why can't I see you, Frank? I'm turning up my volume on my Lenovo. I'm going to move you over here so I can see you while we do this. This is bizarre. 
There we go. You should be good, right? Are they queued up? As long as you can hear my right. Can you hear that? I just hear you. So we're I, we're beautiful. I love this microphone. We got little Mickey Rooney on his bed. And apparently horse racing gets the front cover of every sports bulletin in this this city. And I love the music. You're looking for a job. Answering the phone. I can't hear any of this. I am silent on my end. Yeah, but you have words. <laughs> this is Grady. What paper? Yeah. Mickey Rooney is playing a horse jockey in this episode, clearly, based on the title. Well, what else are you supposed to do when you're a midget? He's... Didn't he just die recently? Or close yeah, in the last ten years? Maybe five years, at least. Remember that episode of... He's on The Simpsons, and he's also... They do a, a joke on Family Guy with a... Where he, yell, he like, eats the scabs, Remember? Jesus. No, I don't. But Mickey Rooney's crazy pills. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I scream at mice, whatever the hell he says. He's got he, a, a photo of a horse on the wall, if you look behind him. Yeah. Because he's just a jockey. The ass, though. Just yeah. the ass. Because he's an ass. <laughs> it's uh it's symbolic. This I, I do like this episode for certain reasons. Uh, I do like the fact that they changed the set three times. Or it's changed twice, but it's three different sets. Or three different v variations of the same set. Like this one's everything super small, so he looks big, you know, on the dresser. He's leaning on it. Yeah. And later yeah. on, it's a little smaller, or a little bigger. Or he's bigger, rather, so everything's super small. Then ever, later on, at the very end, everything's super teeny tiny. I I think he did a pretty good job talking to himself. Yeah. I, I think they did a good job of of smearing that Vaseline on him as well. <laughs> I always consider this episode as the... You know how we always say like Rod Serling would try the same things over and over and over? Kind of like uh, Woody, Woody Allen. He just tried to perfect the same idea. Or Stephen King. <clears throat> this is a nervous man in a $4 room. Just... With horse, horse jockey. That's it. Yeah, and like the ATM. <laughs> the what? <laughs> it just made me think of my one bank. There, there, everyone. That was nonsense. Yeah, just a memory popped up in my head. I don't <laughs> know why I even said it out loud. <laughs> it is a very similar episode because he's a drunk. He's in a hotel room. He's sweaty. He's given up on life. The only thing about the other episode, the Nervous Man in a Fort Room, that I like is the cinematography is fucking great. Remember he talks in the mirror? And he's constantly looking at himself in the mirror. Yeah, and I got to be honest with you. Like, that, like, when I was watching this episode, that's all I could think about was Fort Dot. Yeah, Man in a Fort Room. Really, it was just, it was covered with it. So when you said you love this episode, I'm like, I don't love this episode. I kind of like it. I gave it a six. I, I love Nervous Man in a Four Dollar Room. Nine. Yeah, that's a great episode. He's talking in the mirror. It's con the, the the tricks of photography is amazing in that episode. And this one's just kind of like, eh. You could tell what they did by looking at it, and that kind of ruins it. But also the story is just kind of bland and boring. Mickey Rooney does a really good job, though. I don't want to take that away from him. No, 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 no. no, he's he's clearly got like Napoleon complex. I think every jockey does. I would assume uh, so. I've heard it's very, very a very competitive sport. Yeah, can you imagine me in like four foot seven? <laughs> I was fucking suck. I, I I mean I used to live with one. A jockey or a four foot seven man? Four foot seven woman. Uh, wo woman's different. Well, actually, two of them because my sis my, my sister never really got any taller than fifth grade, and my great neither did my grandmother. <laughs> Look at all his trophies, though. This is kind of even more sad because I always assume this is a hotel room, 
But you start to realize it's his apartment. It's not a hotel room? No, I thought I always thought so, but look at the walls. He's got his shit everywhere. His horse racing shit. He's got photos on the walls. He's got his trophy on the on the counter there. Yeah, but he, he could be in a studio they of his uh, apartment. They still wouldn't put up. Like, that is... Oh. Katy Perry quit. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Katy Perry behind me gave up. If you oh, look, Frank. No. Can you see me? Gave, gave up what? Uh, barely. You're in the corner. I mean, he straight up hits himself. (laughs) (laughs) So he starts to hear himself and like, I guess he's been a cheater. And he's, he was horse doping. We discovered, right? Which I'm, I guess I'm not shocked that they had that back then in the 60s. But I was still kind of shocked too at the same time. Because it seems like like a new thing. But then he, what do I know? I think it took a while longer for people people to go, let's put this in a horse, too. I'm going to put this in myself. I'm going to go ahead and cheat myself. It's, it, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad to do to yourself. Yeah. But you're not thinking long-term at that point. You're thinking short-term, like, I'll be the king of the world for two years, and then, who knows, I'll be fine after that. We're about... And with a horse, you don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> Before the ambulance is called. Yeah, fucking Mark McGuire right out of the park every night, and then who cares about afterward? When I'm not in the Hall of Fame, me and Barry Bonds, because <laughs> nobody thinks we deserve it. I mean, I still think he doesn't. Personally. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit enough to say one way or the other. Well, I mean, he cheated to get there. You should take them all away that when he yeah. cheated, when he'd even be close. We're talking to you, Houston Astros, assholes. Yep. See, what I, this is very comparable to Man in the $4 Room. Because look at this. Talking to himself in the mirror. It also, what's that episode that we hated that was in the middle of season two? Or toward the end when it was all good? And then it went to the fucking terrible episode? Uh, he read the book and suddenly he got voodoo powers because he read a book. You know what I'm talking about, right? From season two? Yeah, at the very end of it. When it was like all the great episodes in a row. And it was oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Mind over matter. Ah, I just thought of it. Uh, the reason I never remember it is because the ones around it. Yeah, we got Shadow or Shadow Play. We we got uh, Silence and Monsters doing Maple Street. No, that's earlier. Um, the other one, uh, the cafe one with the alien, with the real Martian. Please stand up. And also the Rip Van Winkle caper. Got it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Take a bow. Good for you, buddy. Good for you. I had to slow down a lot, but I got it. That's the point. (laughs) So at this point, uh, Mickey Rooney is towering over everything, even though he's so tiny. So his table must be like three feet off the ground. They should have been everything bigger. You know what I mean? They should have went more the other way. Yeah, like a milk crate. (laughs) (laughs) It looks like you're smoking a cigar on your end. Uh, That's a vape pen. I know, but it looks like a cigar. It's all brown. Sometimes a big black vape pen is just a big black vape pen. It's a uh, wood grain, actually. It's not real wood, though. It's a sticker. <sighs> the lies are coming through. Do you have a new map up on your wall? Uh, yeah, I built it myself. Nice. Like, uh, I, I ordered the canvas. I built the frames and everything and hung it. Nice, I like yeah. it. Thank you. And then, you know, the, the guitar. I don't care about those, but nice uh, nice map on the wall. <laughs> but that's what it looked like when I oh, first I don't give a shit. Are you fine? Okay. 
<laughs> but uh, but yeah, cool, cool map, right? Yeah, next to a drone for some reason. <laughs> There's two drones. <clears throat> We're doing a bunch of visual jokes that nobody else can see. <laughs> uh, Is there really jokes, visual jokes in this? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, I guess there is between him and himself through, through the mirror. See, look, well, he's got po- he's got a post until he shattered it. He's got his little counter on the wall, and then he's got like every picture on the wall is about a horse. It's like he wants to fuck a horse. He's talking to himself through the coffee urn. And everything else is horse related, except his truck and construction co <laughs> fucking calendar on the wall for some reason. He's already making wishes to be bigger. That's the, that's the main. That's really the one plot point at this point. Oh, two second plot point. First one is he's a cheater. Second one is he's making wishes to himself to be bigger. That's really it. He wants to be the biggest. He calls himself a half pint. <clears throat> and he's fucking up this room. Fuck this glass. Fuck this. Tiny, angry Mickey Rooney. A half gallon of Vaseline on his face. <laughs> Look at that. that is a, I mean, it, there's so much that his hair sticking to it. <laughs> what, what little that he has left. What do you think? How old do you think he is in this scene? 40? 40 yes, like 48. Oh, I wouldn't go that old. Was uh, well, I'd say thirty-eight to forty-two. Yeah, fair enough. He doesn't have like the wrinkles, like the aging wrinkles. He just has like the. See, this is why I disagree with all the photography of this because the camera's below him, which makes him look giant in stature. They should have had it above. At this point, until he wakes up here in a moment. So when the camera's above looking down, he looks smaller. When it's down below, he looks giant, which is going against what they want to say. Right, right, because they, they kind of want you to make your own opinion. Yeah. But no. they really do uh, <laughs> They really do push an agenda, don't they? <laughs> and I've never seen a train with a cabin that huge. A what? Never mind. I, I for some reason I thought he was on he was on a train. I don't know why. <laughs> Frank's falling asleep over there. No, no. I I think some for some reasons a train popped in my head. I don't know why. <laughs> so now he's too big for his bed and his tiny little gross sink that he lives with. And now that I know that, I can't unknow it. It's not a hotel room. It's his it's his apartment. And that is sad as shit. Okay, I've honestly never watched this part from here on out. This is new to me. So focus. Slap yourself awake and focus. So now he's bigger. All right. But now the camera's low. See how this is how it should be because he looks bigger. The camera's lower, so he looks bigger. That's That's what that camera angle represents. It makes you bigger. But earlier it was he's tiny, so they're showing it from above or from below as well. But they should have done it from above, so he looks smaller. Exactly. Like, um, yeah, they were <laughs> having so many problems. And now the dresser is all tiny, and the table's tiny, and the room's smaller. So he's touching the ceiling right now, and he's tapping it. Hell? Either he's getting bigger, <laughs> or the room's getting smaller. Yeah, it's this is definitely his apartment, which is just sad. He's taller than the doors because he wished to be the biggest. This episode has no genie. Remember the genies in the other episode? Like the one where they gave one wish, the one they gave four wishes for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And then my uh, <laughs> then my boss will probably give me some. <laughs> For celebration, 
He's so excited. It's I get to drink smaller, smaller booze, so it takes longer to. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, like, okay, so I wasn't the only one expecting to to just rip the top off of it and start drinking it. I want him to see him, like, meet up with his next-door neighbor who blares bass music at 3 in the morning and tear him in half. Eat his fucking, drink the blood out of his skull, something fucking weird. Like, holy shit, Twilight Zone. You're not fucking around this episode. (laughs) 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 Ah! I don't. I don't know why you like this episode, Frank. I, it's okay. I, I. I just like it because I don't know. It's. It's like transdimensional. That's all. I just find it really boring and predictable. Okay. It. Yes. It. It. it yes. Yeah. <laughs> once it's, you see what's going on, once you pretty much get what's going on. Yeah. Because then. He, the whole time he's like, he, you know, we saw the Twilight Pwn, where he's just poning himself in his head, and he's like, yeah, you're just a cheater. What do you care? You're a cheater. You're, you deserve this shit. He wishes to be bigger. He gets bigger. He has a phone call, and then he starts, like, begging for, you know, people to forgive him. Basically, he's trying to get reinstated in the, I don't know what the fuck it's called, horse racing, horse racing union. It, whoa. You're right. Yeah, uh, it's like. That. Yeah, I think it's called the um, the uh, HRA. Yeah, he's trying to get reinstated in that because he got booted for cheating too many times, which is what we saw in the beginning there with all the headlines on the newspapers. Trying to get reinstated. Yeah. Nobody wants to take his fucking phone call because the guy's such a like. He's basically Lance Armstrong. This is this is predicting Lance Armstrong. And well, true, true. Until, but we're really not there yet, I guess. I don't know how many nuts this guy has, though. So I don't know how, how true the prediction came. But, and then he's trying to make phone calls and be like, come on, let me, in the, let me back in. Whatever, the RHA, whatever you said. He's trying to get back in there. He's trying to get in there. Nobody wants to take his calls because he's been fucking them over, over and over and over and over. And now he's big, and he just doesn't think about how that would impact his career. Because he's dumb. He's dumb as shit. <laughs> He's a jock, right? So he's a jockey. Yeah. I would not consider a jockey a jock. Quick question here, Frank. I thought about this yesterday or the day before. When exactly. I saw something on bowling and someone called a bowler an athlete, I go, "Oh, a bowler's not an athlete at all." No, no. Because then you got to consider a guy that throws darts for a living an athlete. And I, I do not want to go down that road. They are not athletes. No, it is a game. It is a simple, a pool, a pool player is not an athlete. No. It's like calling a poker player an athlete. No, they're just flipping over cards. It's, it's, yes, you have to train your body, but no, you're not an athlete. Not everybody that trains their body is an athlete. I'm sorry. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, <laughs> Oh my god! What started that again? What was the first one that that I did? Bowler. Say? Uh, I'm, I'm, a jockey, I'm, a bowler, uh, guys throw darts, dart player, <laughs> and a pool oh, player. Right. None of those are athletes. Darts is more like natural talent. You have to have natural talent for that because that's hard. Yeah, but darts. you can you can train yourself to be better at it, obviously. But sure, not an athlete. Sure. No. I've never broke a sweat other than retrieving the darts. <laughs> you have to be physically moving your body in more th- more ways to be an athlete than slapping a horse with some reins and making it go faster. That's it. The horse is the athlete in this, in this scenario for the jockey. And now he's talking to himself through a painting or a picture on the wall. The, uh, Slap mirror. yourself. Slap yourself. Is it, isn't it a mirror? No. Uh-oh. 
my feet stop there we go barely it was like oop that color time there's so many times where I'm like do you want it to stop do you want to stop playing this well I'm actually like it's, it's kind of hard to be like you know, listening to what's going on you know and then talk about it as a Drink your Mountain Dew, slap yourself in the face, poke yourself in the eye, squeeze your well, balls. The thing is, like, Frank, does he ever really squeeze need your balls. the mirror? Does he ever really need the mirror since it's kind of in his head wherever he goes anyway? They did that for visual flair because otherwise you would just hear a voice off screen talking the entire time. And it'd be What's super it? boring. Well, I mean, a mirror, I guess, gives it a second dichotomy, but not, I mean. Just a dichotomy, really. Okay, well then don't make it. <laughs> just just do it for a few scenes. So you know what I mean? Like don't They're they're not using it a whole lot, really. It's uh but it makes you go, what's the point of this at all? Because Nervous Man in a four dollar room, I hate to keep harking back to that, but that is such a good episode and they do it so well in so many different imaginable ways that it's it's so well shot. And this one's just like he sees a pit himself on a horse and talks to himself. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, and? You're like, no, no, that's it. And this lampshade, by the way, I think everyone had this growing up. This lampshade that's on screen right now. Holy shit. Yes, I, my, I didn't have my but my grandparents did. Yes. Yes. In the living room, too. Or it I looks like it. someone had a massacre on it, but it's brown. Like it looks like blood splatter. Remember the ones, the balls that used to hang from the ceiling? If, if you had like a, like a buy level and you had all that room, you would hang like five balls in different like distances. No, but, not, not know, in the Midwest. My, 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 my grandmother uh, did that as well. It looked hit, like really, really bad. Uh, everyone in the Midwest had a, a, a lamp that was made out of like 12 pounds of wood. And the lampshade was the same. <laughs> Twelve pounds of wood. That thing was like made out of like mahogany, like this thick wood. Like you could murder someone with it. Yeah, I mean, most guitars are made out of mahogany because yeah. it's so hard. Yeah, it's a good wood. So now he's bigger after a phone call. He got reinstated, but now he's too big, and he's realizing, "Oh God, I'm too big." This is where I, I say kudos to the uh, set designer. The production design is great here because everything's just a little bit smaller. You can tell they lowered the roof on it. They made everything smaller. The bed is teeny tiny. He's throwing everything around. <laughs> everything's clearly like doll furniture. <laughs> and I would just like to say that if this happened to him like today in today's world, he's fucked. <laughs> what do you mean? You know, 2020 pandemic. Stay home, bullshit. He's fine. You need, you need all new wardrobe. You need a whole new wardrobe. Oh yeah, but also he's clearly doesn't leave the house anymore, so maybe he's fine. Yeah, maybe he has wardrobes that are a couple sizes too big for you know, <laughs> His, four years from now when he just doesn't do anything and just sits around or wherever the hell he's living right there. This one mm-hmm. set of clothes he has grew with him, so thank God for that, right? Otherwise, mm-hmm. he's fucked. So now he's crying like a bitch and uh, throwing his teeny tiny furniture around. And that's the end of the episode. I got to say... Scene. What? Uh I got my notes up. Oh, next week. No, it's the next next episode. I'm not on the Blu-rays. You are. Do you want me to uh, pause it and patch it through? If you want to, yeah. Yeah, we always do. So. Oh, I always grab the wrong damn mouse. Okay, over here. I kind of want to talk about the episode real quick. Let me just go back to. It's gonna oh, take, okay, go it's gonna take yeah. you a while. So, I don't like that. And you always say that the Twilight Zone punishes those that deserve it. I don't really agree with that. I don't subscribe to that theory. I, I, no, I just want to. I didn't say it always does that. I'm saying it's like a seventy percent. I don't agree with that. I think it's 30%. This episode punishes a guy who already learned his lesson and still punishes him. He's like, 
all right, I'll play clean from now on. I get it. I get it. It seems, I, I, I don't know, maybe he's lying. This is what he always does. But I personally believe him and he's learned his lesson about horse doping. But he still gets <laughs> fucked in the end. Yeah, I mean, just because you learned your lesson without being in the Twilight Zone, that doesn't mean shit to Rod. No, but Rod's... what's the point of torturing this guy anymore? He's already, like, fucked. He's, he's living in a dumpy apartment. He's got no job. Everyone hates him. He gets a little bit of luck in the end, and he still gets fucked. Mm-hmm. I mean, why, why torture the guy? Like, some people deserve it. Like, the guy from, uh, oh, God, Obsolete Man. That guy deserves it. Does he still live off the coast or something and claim it? Or who 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 was he? Oh yeah, that didn't make any sense. No, like uh, <laughs> okay, moving on. Obsolete man. The guy from that. I'm trying to remember the movie. The obsolete man. Uh Burgess Meredith gets that fascist guy in the same room with him. He find eventually lets him out, but then he gets sentenced okay. to death anyway. You're right. But that guy uh, kind of deserved it. He never really learned his lesson. I thought of a totally different... For some reason, a movie popped in my head. I don't, know, I don't even know why. And I don't even know what movie it was. But um, speaking of that, um, I, did, I, did, I did have a thought. And then I lost it. So, moving on. <laughs> Do you want to play the audio? Do you figure that out or no? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's right near... I, I just got to... Wait a minute. Hold on. Should I do the drawing while you're doing that? No, you know what? I'm going to just uh, play it. Hopefully you hear it. Okay, let, me get, let me get the hat ready while you're doing that. Frank's moving his microphone out. Okay, what's he doing? Gonna, I'm, not, I'm just going like, to unclick it and hold up to the speaker. Over there. Okay, you do that. Okay, you're holding the dick in your hand. It should be anyway. Oh, this is a mess. He's going to fuck this up. Yep, he already unplugged it. Frank is off mic. All right, he's unwinding his big blue hose. And here we go. Let's see how he fucks this up. I can't wait to find out how he fucks this up. I'm so excited. The The, the level of Frank fuck-ups is just... My big blue hose? Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I know it's what it is. Point. It's not funny to say what it is, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Let's just hear him cry like a bitch again. I can never judge you in any way by drawing on looks in the mirror. A giant is as he does. You can make up time which will better in this win place or show, in or out of the twilight zone. And now, Mr. Surly. Next on Twilight Zone, a show that might very aptly be called The Living End. And with comparable aptness is called Living Doll. It's written by colleague and cohort Charles Beaumont and stars Tully Servalis and co-stars Mary LaRoche. Mr. Beaumont supplies us with a little weirdie involving a man and a doll. It comes well recommended. Next time out, Living Doll. Living Doll. <laughs> You, you can stop it. I I just always love that ending music, dude. That like guitar, click, 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 click. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good stuff. You know what these are? Oh, is that the uh, is that the names of the iTunes uh, supporters of the show? That it, it is. Oh boy, Ooh. I can't wait to see who wins. Yeah, you like this? All right. Mm-hmm. I don't have a hat. There's about what? How, how, how many are there? About 20? 25? No, less than that. I don't know. I didn't count them. 15, 15, 12, somewhere in there. Last time I checked was like a week and a half ago. It was like 11. So. Point but is, you, they're all you, here. I don't have a hat like we said. Oh, I, I'm wearing one, but I'm not going to take it off for this because well, I'm going to smear them out on the desk. Okay. All right. And Phoenix is recording this, so it's not, you know, so it is legit. It's bizarre that you had to say that, but here we go. And drum roll. I, I can't uh, do both. Oh, drum, drum, drum roll, huh? You almost said drug roll. 
Say when and I'll stop stop flipping them. And the winner is for the Blu-ray season all of them. one, two, three, four, and five of the original <laughs> goes to. Hey, Greg. It, Greg Gam. Greg won. Greg. Greg Mirren. Gregorio. Yeah, Gregorio. Gregorio Miron won. I can't. You know, congratulations, Greg. Um. I was kind of curious who some of these other people were. Like, there's some one lady, because we posted it, and I immediately started looking at it, and then someone posted it. I'm like, who the fuck is, like, uh, great, thank you for, you know, doing what we asked. I'm sorry you didn't win, but I was looking at it, I'm like, I don't know who this person is. <laughs> like, it's interesting. I don't know. I was kind of curious to see who uh, who listens, but. I always say, man, you never know who's listening, and the great thing about podcasts is in, in a year from now, we could get people that, you know, will we don't we don't know we're going to become you know friends with talk to whatever because they'll they'll find it eventually. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah congrats, Greg. Fucking, uh, of course you know, he won. I do believe I didn't hear it personally, but somebody told me that Tom Elliott did mention us in his first episode of season four. Tom Elliott has finally made it to season four. Good luck, I, Tom. I didn't hear, I listened to the episode. I didn't hear a mention of us. It was the first episode uh, with a robot. In, in his robot. image? Yeah, in his I, image. I didn't hear anything about us. I didn't hear it either, but somebody did, you know, like tweet me saying something about that he mentioned us. I don't know why. Interesting. I don't know. Uh, I, I, hear, I did. Like, I, like, I've been meaning to go back to like really listen, but uh, then the new one came out, so I've been listening to the new one. Can you share me in that? Because I want to see that. Um, but I did uh, get Tom's opinion on something where I, I posted, this is like right after my back surgery when I was laying in bed, I hopped up on, on medication I'm not used to. So I wrote, uh, my, my favorite Twilight Zone actor, actor is uh, Jack Klugman. And I asked Tom and he said uh, he agrees, which is good. The man's a smart man. Yeah, I mean, um, Tom's a good guy, man. Yeah. If you ever need help, if you ever have a question, if you just want to just bullshit about TZ, you know, podcast or not, I mean, we're a bit closer with them than most. But, I mean, you know what? Every, everybody is, uh, you know, cool with Tom. Tom's cool with everybody. Don't be afraid to reach out to your favorite podcasters and say hi. You know, talk about, you know, obviously Twilight Zone because we're all into it. I can talk Twilight Zone all day. Actually, uh, I just want to um, say that I was on Twitter, and there is a uh, Twilight Zone Twitter uh, um, uh, fan base, actually, and there's a couple guys that, that really, you know, keep the conversation going. There's one guy. It's called the Tableau Reality. Tableau Reality. It's called. Yeah. Huh? Tableau of Reality. Am I right? Yeah. Right. Well, he does polls or whatever. Yeah. And the one poll was, um, if you could pick four of the characters out of the five, minus the bagpiper because he had no personality, because <laughs> he said three lines. Uh, if you could pick any of the four, who do you most think you resemble? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a poll. And then, so I put, I didn't vote because the whole point of the episode was, uh, Rod was writing that there are no single characters because all the characters are one person. And it's you need 100% of all of you to get out of a situation like that, out of the dumpster, so to speak. Because think about it. The correct Rod, answer is the hobo. Yes. <laughs> What the fuck? What the fucking dirty ass gutter kid is gonna play with a hobo toy? No fucking thank you. I'll play with the dirt, thanks, mom. But I mean, I got the one lady really like her gears were turning in her head. She goes, you know, I never thought of it that way. It makes so much sense. I'm like, right? Like, think about it. the The episode makes zero sense from start to finish. How stoned were you when you wrote that answer? Extremely. It makes sense. Because. I made it up right on the spot. <laughs> I'm guessing it was just rife with spelling errors and 
<laughs> incoherencies and <laughs> no, no, no. I did pretty good. I'll check it. I'll, ch- I'll check your work. I Go doubt ahead. it. It's a, uh, and I did it through the links, so I didn't make us look bad. <laughs> oh, do you want me to do what? Huh? You said links. What? Double O and K Z. Yeah, since you said it, I had to do it. I had to take over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. dad humor. To go over to Double O and K Z and check it out. It's, it's it's one of the last things I did, but. You know, every once in a while, I'll go through a social media, like, uh, you know, like just respond to everything that I I read that interests me or whatever. And a lot of times it'll end up in in the TZ world of the the, uh, Twitterverse. I did the opposite where I turned off all of my notifications on my phone for Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all my social media. I turned off all the notifications. So if I'm a little behind in getting back to you, nothing personal. Just don't give a shit about the platforms anymore. Just don't care. Well, I mean, I I, I had to turn notifications off, man, because it, it, it was getting too insane. Yeah. <laughs> I hate being in the middle of the night and being like, my phone's on vibrate. <laughs> like, God, shut up. It's like, oh, Frank, go to bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, because you know, I gotta, I gotta add you in there because, like, I, I think at the end of it, she's like, "I never thought of it that way," blah, blah, blah. and I was just like, "Yeah, you know, that's that's the kind of deep insight you'll get from, you know, LIW, the Twilight Zone review." I mean, <laughs> such a fucking like, lie. This show's a shit show. Everyone that listens knows that <laughs> we're not <laughs> deep. I, I even said, "I'm like, sure, we, you know, you know, we're like adult humor and everything, and this and that, but sometimes, you know, and then we will bring you down." To the uh, the uh, deep zone to really make you think, you know. <laughs> the last episode we talked about who we'd fuck in the ass first. <laughs> That's all I want to say, <laughs> uh, dude. I, I went so deep with the character of I actually knew what I was talking about, Bill. <laughs> it was so much so fun. good job uh, catfishing someone to think that you're smart. Thank uh, you. And uh, I look forward to I reading that. <laughs> I will say my my notification thing. I don't know if I can look it up right now. Let's see. My Twitter notifications is oh, it's at twenty, but that's as high as it'll go. Is at twenty. Uh, I'm telling you, it should be the top. And I think it was yesterday or the day before. It, it, and I I you know I put you in the tweet of you know you know you should check us out, Phoenix West and I blah blah blah. So it's definitely one of your notifications of something that that I mentioned you in. All right, I'll check it out. <laughs> I almost want to grab my phone right now and go over because it's so batshit. That's the way I put it. It's it was pretty. I was proud of myself. Well, people can watch that or check that out. But any last thoughts on the last night of a jockey? Um, I'm gonna say after watching it again, uh, it went down a grade. I gave it's it a not, six. It's not very. It's not very. Um, what's the word? Re rewatch the re the rewatchability of Last Night of a Jockey is. I'd rather watch. Uh, uh, you know, Man in a Four Dollar Room because it's just better. It's so much better. Uh, Mickey Rooney kills it too. So nothing okay. against him. It's just that there's not much in this episode, and it's not interesting what you're watching, and it's really fucking predictable, which is the. Could have been the saving grace if it caught you off guard, but no, you're like, oh, this is going here, and it goes there, and you're like, well, there you go. <laughs> like, you and should... the other thing with Mickey Rooney is, is you know, he starts off triggered to 100, and I don't know why because he just got, but, you know, yeah, and then when I find out, I go, so <laughs> you know, this is not the end of the world. I mean. So you can't ride a fucking horse around in a circle anymore. Go get a job, you bum. Because <laughs> it doesn't seem like he's passionate about the job. It seems like he does it because he knows he can. But once he finds out he can't do it anymore, he's like, but I want to. And you're like, mm. But I'm a fucking raging alcoholic house. We're going to buy all my booze. <laughs> I feel like if they would have went more into why he wants to do it and his like his greed for doing it and more into his doping and stuff like that, like more into the actual plot points in the episode, it would have been fine. But they don't really touch on it that much. They make the nope. newspapers do all the work. Exactly. It's so unearned. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, 
I have no empathy for this man because it's not earned yet. I don't know why he's triggered the way he is, and I don't, I don't care. It's, it means nothing to me yet. You know what I mean? They could have went like his dad called him small pint and he beat the shit out of him and he found horse racing as like an you know an escape for that, but they didn't go down any of that. I mean, it would have been cliche as hell, but like something. There's literally nothing, no motivation in the episode at all. I mean, at least it would have made me feel some sort of empathy for the guy because yeah. I would have known where he's coming from. But right now, the way it is, the way it's presented is he wants to horse race because he, 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 he he's tiny. To. He's tiny. Yeah. That's it. And uh, he, he, can, he can make the most money being tiny doing that. <laughs> yeah. I guess. He can't go be a tiny prostitute. He doesn't want to. I don't feel bad I, for him. I would. Dude, if I was a midget, I would definitely be a fucking porn star. I mean, you know, midgets equal gold. I've said this a million times. Yeah. Frank has said that a million times in the show. Well, no, just in general passing. You know, just, uh, hi, I'm Frank. You know, midgets equal gold. That's <laughs> <laughs> your fatherly <laughs> advice. Talks <laughs> every conversation. And lefty, righty, tighty, lefty, loosey, midgets are always gold, sweetheart. Anyway, I'll go back in the other room. <laughs> like, oh, okay. So why do you want this job? Well, first off, nice to meet you. I'm Frank, and you know, midgets equal gold. Okay, um, we'll call you back. I think you're right for the uh, Arby's team. I think you got what it takes. What do you know about uh, sandwich-induced diarrhea, sir? Midgets equal gold, sir. You got the job. Okay, welcome aboard. Thank you, sir. Put on your ugly navy blue shirt with some reason gold trim on it. Welcome to (laughs) fucking Arby's. You're going to sell. We're, we're not food. We're all. <laughs> <laughs> That's still my favorite commercial for them. <laughs> I did that as a commercial, right? Yeah. It, it's literally their commercial. They say it. Do they really? Yeah. No. Arby's. I said that we're years ago. Or Arby's. I'm not joking. I did that as a commercial years ago, didn't I? I know. When I saw it, I went, this is copyright shit. (laughs) Phoenix has a case. (laughs) Oh, my God. No way. They are fucking disgusting in so many ways. Oh, my God. It's just horrible. It's not Arby's. Or it's not food. It's Arby's. I think that's what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then the first time I heard, I'm like, what's wrong with Arby's? It's all right. I mean, I take half of the meat off because it's just way too much. That's and the problem. It's just meat, cheese, and bread. No fucking thank you. Well, I like the cheese, and the bread is awesome. The the onion bread is good. I just take, I just don't like a lot of filling. Like it's like meat. seven and a half inches of fucking meat. Who the fuck is? What the fuck is wrong with you? If you need that much loose meat, I know, and I don't. I just don't like uh, processed meat like that, where you can slice it with a knife. I'm, I'm not a big fan. I think it's gross because every single time I've had Arby's, I threw up or had diarrhea after. I could say that as a true statement without worrying about getting sued because it is a true statement. Didn't you work there? No. I would have never worked there. This when you worked there, but no. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I worked there for two years. Do you so know how guilty I'd feel right now if I worked at Arby's? I used, to, I used to work there. You should feel really guilty. You me? Peddling that loose meat sandwich meat. No, thank you. Well, I'm, I lied. I, I never worked there. I know. But you know how guilty <laughs> you should feel? I know. If I did work there, I would feel bad. But I never worked there, so I don't feel bad at all. That's like working at the vet and have to put down animals day after day. I would feel no different in the guilt. The level of guilt I would have. Did you just... <laughs> yes, Hold I on. did. Because I, I, it's true. Arby's worker on on the line making those shitty sandwiches and someone putting down a cat. They're on the same level. <laughs> I would say one is worse than the other because at least that animal has to die. Like someone has to put that cat out of its misery. Nobody has to go eat seven and a half pounds of fucking sandwich meat. <laughs> 
Who's that servicing? That's very true. Do you think uh, they sell at the Chinese restaurants and just, like, you know, shovel some fucking shit into an urn and give it to the people? The the vet or the Arby's guy in this scenario? I, I mean, I guess both could would be... No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, the vet or coroner, the, the the pet coroner, that doesn't make... The pet reason. coroner. <laughs> how did this pet, how did this cat die? Oh, nobody cares. Moving on. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Corner. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, the so forensic yeah. scientists working behind the scenes of the, your local <laughs> veterinarian. <laughs> I'm going to determine how the, the CSI was going to tell us how this cat died. Oh, you killed him. Oh, yeah, we know that. And anyway, moving on. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. I'm going to go to Arby's. Oh, I'd rather scoop cats into a fucking furnace. This sucks. He's throwing up picturing his day job because his, his Arby's meal is so fucking worse. Just, just wants to go back to shoveling cats in a big furnace. I'm like, no, thank you. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think they are shoveling them in the furnace. They're sending them to the Chinese restaurants. That, that's, that's not racist. I mean, they've been caught time and time again over in Philly, you know, serving cat. And dog. If they do, I- I'm sure they're going for more than put to sleep meat. They're probably looking at catching strays meat. What's I mean? I'd rather have the other. I'd rather have the latter. At least they're fed right. No, because then you know you're gonna eat shit that is in the cat that might kill you as well. It's full of toxins and shit that put the cat to sleep. Where? From yeah, a vet. From a vet. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. You can pick up What's a stray, the worst you're going to get is like fucking rabies. Ooh, who cares? Yeah, I mean, and apparently, like, vets have the have awesome painkillers for, for dogs and cats. They are badass. I think the one's called K, Special K. There you go. How many, uh, how many vets have you broken into recently? Five. Five. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good track record. Well, just this year. But lately, uh, it's been like seven because... Like nobody's watching it. Exactly. I mean, right now is like the well. Camden has a like the largest drop in homicides in their history. However, it's the highest spike of thefts ever. In and Camden. like fucking uh, domestic violence is through the roof countrywide, worldwide actually. My neighbors almost just dude. Shit hit the fan like last week. Yeah, it's we're, we're we're watching it. Like I'm not getting in the middle of that. Nope. I I I remove myself from every situation possible. This is when you get shot. Like this is where you get shot for intervening because some guys like sitting around for two weeks at a time with his wife going fucking kill this bitch, and you get in the way of that, and he's like fuck this guy, fuck kill him instead. Well, first they were yelling outside, then they went inside and they were yelling through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> they are nuts and then so I'm down in the basement you know restringing my guitar and my my next neighbor comes up you know uh, and he goes hey I just want to apologize for all that craziness that went on last night and I'm like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> I played stupid she just went is, is she still alive can I see proof of life? <laughs> like, show that bitch, or otherwise I'm calling the cops. Well, yeah, he called the cops because the guy goes, "Nobody likes you, not even your wife. She fucking hates your guts." <laughs> That's all I heard. <laughs> uh, I was like, "Ooh, burn!" Quarantine's fun, isn't it? Is yeah, it really is. You know, because because we are just so pleasant to each other when we're cooped up next to each other for fucking days on end. <laughs> I love my wife. Holy shit. Oh, man. Oh. Nobody could find her for like weeks. Nobody noticed her missing for like a month if I did it right now. But anyway, what's going on? Well, that's sad. Well, they'll probably come sooner than that because they'll, they'll smell the smell. Because, um, you, know, you know, Arizona is pretty hot. You take her down <laughs> to the local Chinese shop and sell her. I've been on, I've had offers. Three Mercedes and a camel. That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Fuck. I might take yeah, your wife uh, down there. 
That's what I told her. I'm like, listen, um, what would you do? I mean, somebody offered you that for me. I mean, honestly. And she's like, um, I wouldn't sell you. I'm like, damn it. You're like, sweetie, the offer's so good, I won't even take the camel. That's how good that offer is. Yeah, it's like I told him. What the fuck am I going to do with a camel? Well, apparently to them, camels are more expensive than Mercedes. Yeah, but you can just go, thanks for the Mercedes. Oh, you can go and keep this shit. Bye. No, that's what I wanted to do, but the camel was mandatory. You had to take the camel. Fucking take the thing out back and shoot it in the backyard of the place. Who cares? The fucking camel. I can't do that, dude. I'll do it. He was cute, too. He kept on chewing something. I don't know what it was. That weird little tongue spit thing they do. <laughs> they spit out wads of shit. They spit a lot, yeah. And fucking camels I mean, are gross. I, I brought them to the house. It was a mess. Scrape it on the ceiling. Yeah, no. so I had to take it back outside. And Missy comes home. She's like, what the hell happened? I'm like, I don't feel good. <laughs> Get the camel stone, though. I want to see that. I did. <laughs> you start talking crazy shit. Camels are real big in the conspiracy theories. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh, this my camel. He, he swears the earth is flat because, but that's because I gave him acid. Weird, because he has those big humps in his back. I know, right? It's filled with water too, and he says water finds itself. I'm like, not in your fucking hump, it don't. <laughs> fucking idiot. He goes, what are you talking about? I'm like, Never mind. <laughs> you know, because he doesn't understand English. But he still could have got a horse and that would that tie into our show, but you got a fucking camel instead. That sucks. That well, I mean, it is a tr- it is a true story that when Missy went to Egypt on a Christian retreat back when she was like sixteen, right? She was blonde, skinny as she was like a rail, you know. And when she was in Egypt, um, uh, you don't you don't want to be blonde talk. outside of the states. They they follow you. Oh, I'm, I'm telling. They did offer two Mercedes and three camels for her. Three camels? To, 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 to the tour guide. Not, not bad. Not bad. That's it. So if I ever needed to know how much she's worth, I know right away. You got like a... Do you remember those those magazines they'd have where like show you how much a baseball card's worth? <laughs> should have that for wives. <laughs> how many camels is your wife worth? But there's a website you can do that now. Plug in a picture and it'll be like... The, the amount of camels she's worth. <laughs> Speaking of cards, Missy has been uh, categorizing her cards with her laptop again. What cards? Yeah. Missy collects baseball cards. Oh, okay. Okay. And she's always like two or three cards, like short of a full set. And she has like 30 full sets from like 1950 to 1980 or something. It's pretty insane. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we had him, we had him appraised by uh, a guy from I don't know, Lang City somewhere, and Egypt. He 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 appraised him at thirteen thousand. Camels? Damn. I know, right? That's a lot of camels. <laughs> Damn. She 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 has like seventeen tobacco cards. Yeah. Shit, I, I feel like we're way off topic on here. <laughs> Let's go ahead and I get know. out of here. What the hell are we talking about again? Oh yeah, last yeah. night of a oh. jockey. Yeah, uh, you know what? Just go watch Man of Four Dollar Room. Was it season two, episode two or three? Four, five, no, four. four. I was on with, uh, I, I was on with you. Season two, episode one and four. I was three. It's episode three. That's what it was. Two's the genie. Yep. Yeah. It was yeah. Two was the genie. Three was Four Dollar Room. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Go check it out. Congrats to Greg. Fucking piece of. We'll send it out to you. Garbage. Be a piece of garbage. He's worth a lot of camels, though, so I can't really say that much about him. But um, we'll come I back was, for I Living Doll. Camels for him, I think. Five? You think five is good or more or less? I don't know. The, definitely I, worth a Blu ray DVD, a Blu ray of uh, you know the original seats. You'd have to figure out how many camels the Blu ray set's worth. And then you have to go, what else does Greg bring to the table? And then add the camels to that. So it's going to take some time. We'll figure it out. Greg, tell you how many camels you're worth. And then we'll uh, ship out the Blu-rays to you. And camels. Uh, how do we ship camels? Uh, we'll figure that out. It doesn't matter. Point is, um, 
we'll also send you some some great great meow Chinese food, and you'll eat that and have fun. And uh, look out for the Blu-rays and check us back out for Living Doll. Yep. I'm talking Phoenix, and I one? hate you, Frank. What? Is this one with Tiny Tina? Yeah, we finally we're finally there. Oh boy, this like <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this. Uh, I love this episode. This might be our last like cl- like the episode people like regular people know. Yeah, definitely. I think definitely. it's the last one that we're gonna watch. Yeah. The most probably understanding wife ever. <laughs> she puts up with a lot. And it's oh, got Telly uh, Telly Savalas in it. Is that her name? No, the guy. Oh. Plays mm-hmm. like fucking Bond villains and stuff. Yeah. Is the it's ball like, guy? Uh, yeah, let's not review that all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here. Until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. And I'm Frank Lynx. So long, citizens.